everybody. Happy Friday evening. It is April 22nd, 8.17 p.m. We're on a bit earlier today because of time restraints, but we're ready to talk some Philadelphia Union. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Mike Barrera. To my right or left, depends on how you're looking at it, my co-host, Dave Miller. How are you doing tonight, Dave? Yep. Yeah, I'm good. I mean, obviously, just a tip on tonight, just recovering from work, looking forward to the weekend. How about yourself? Yeah, about the same. I ended up being a last-minute application for tomorrow's match. I will be there tomorrow at 3 p.m. for the Union game. So that, that kind of got me the extra juice to get to Friday, as well as my you know my friend, my friendly beverage next to me as well. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to, to kind of get to, to started with this conversation. Uh, as you and I were just talking off-air, we have a lot to discuss. We have the press conference. We have the U.S. Open Cup drama that we've seen so far. We have the schedule that is May, the May Madness. We had March Madness. Now we have May Madness. Before we get into everything, I'm going to do the sponsors real quick and then get right into the show. First up, we have Triple Threat Bets at TRPLE Threat Bets or TripleThreatWagers.com. We cover college basketball, myself and Triple Threat Bets, cover college basketball year-round. Right now we're focusing on the transfer portal, so please follow one of us to find out all about that fun news right there. Next up, we have Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code AATBirds at Manscaped.com. Of course, we have OddsJam, the number one software platform for sportsbook bandits. They use an arbitrage calculator so that you never lose a bet again. Sign up today at oddsjam.com. We have Statement Games at statementgames.com for a funny way to fancy sports entertainment. You can win gift cards, prizes, and it's completely free to sign up at statementgames.com. Of course, as one of our newest sponsors that we've mentioned recently, we have Vinny's Pizza and Restaurant in Allentown, PA. They're serving Italian cuisine with burgers, pizza, pasta, everything you can think of, sandwiches, and more available for pickup or delivery. Order today at Vinny'sPizzaPA.com. And last but not least, we have the Across the Pitch gear that you can be purchased at the AAT Sports Network shop. Um, Johnny does all the work for that. He actually had this big uh, Jay Wright Villanova piece that was going around, and now Jay Wright's retiring. So, you know, hopefully we'll try to get some of that that merchandise out there for everybody to kind of grab uh, while it's still available. But, Dave, after that, I'm going to shoot it to you. Um can you kind of touch on the press conference that you covered this past this past week? I mean, I mean it was a, I mean, it was quite obviously the news. It was just like we came into that press conference in about ten minutes beforehand. As you mentioned, the May Madness, sort of that is the reason it became May Madness. Uh, sort of, yeah, despite itself, the Open, U.S. Open Cup, the Union had been drawn away to Orlando in the round of thirty-two. And that is sandwiched in between a lovely sort of road trip, you know, where they got to go to Nashville, then they have to go to um, LAFC, and then they have to quickly leave LA, go across the other end of the country to Orlando and play on the road in Orlando before uh, then coming back to face the Rebels a couple of days later. So, I mean, again, it's going to be a fun big stretch for the Union on Twitter. Uh, before going to the press conference again, it's going to be an interesting sort of period. This is a sort of run that you will look at at the in the later periods of the season and go, okay, this is that sort of stretch and that sort of thing. If they do come, okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, they struggled in this sort of stretch and the big the going got tough, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the going got tough. You know I mean, they will they will hopefully come good with it, or if they don't, then you sort of say, okay, look. They struggled in these sort of periods. Obviously, they weren't prepared or they just didn't have it, have enough to you know, win the big games. But obviously, yep. Jim again, as he always is, remains comp, remains composed. He's remained composed. He's remained optimistic. 
and looking at the press conference, I mean, obviously the big one already, which straight away was the uh, Jaden Nelson uh, red card, was the well, the <laughs> non red card on Jaden Nelson. The red card. Uh, red card. <laughs> actually, the press conference after being asked. Uh, being asked that obviously the sorts because Jaden Nelson got one game suspension, and apparently officials of panel, panel, whatever you want to call it, uh, spoke to Jim and said that they got it wrong. Them and VAR got it wrong and they got them. Apology. But again, obviously this ridiculous. is from Jim, it's coming from me. It's ridiculous. An apology does nothing in favour of the union. Uh, so yeah, and I guess they've had they've had their luck go their way throughout the start of the season and that's all badged on about it last week. It was always going to, the sun was going to go against them and unfortunately that was sort of one of those moments that did go against them and you could argue it didn't cost them the game but certainly played a massive factor onto winning. Uh, but again, again, yeah. he still says he was frustrated. Jim was said he was frustrated by the loss against Montreal but they want to, they, this is a great opportunity and they want to make up for the lost points by beating Montreal. He said he was happy at the fact that they created so many chances and then got to good attacking positions. But again, the negative was they couldn't they couldn't score more than goal. Yeah. Uh, again, obviously, Umakarua played his second game or started the second game. Looked lively at times, had a couple of good chances. Herbert Jim, again, sort of said like there was sort of some comparisons to Ua and Gazdag, whereas, you know, they both just come in well, come across after playing Daniel's case a full season, Mikhail's yeah. case, I think he didn't play like the final five or six games, so essentially almost a full season. But then he had visa issues that took him ages to get into the country. So mm-hmm. those are sort of the comparisons that Jim drew upon in terms of you know the progression, what it's like, what it's been like for those two. Uh, again, I mean Montreal, I believe they've not lost the games since they played the Union. I mean, you know, well, I know they've lost funny. one since they lost by the Union. The MS. Yeah, it's Sorry, funny you mentioned Montreal. No, it's fine. And I'm going to bring up Steven's um, comment here as well. So he's calling that, that Ua is going to score. I have a couple things that I picked out from some research this week that agrees with him that either Carranza or Mikael will score. So we'll get into that in a few minutes because I want to kind of dabble on what I found there. But um, anything on any other notes on your part from the, um, the presser or anything mm. that, you, that, that Jim was talking about? I'm not really. I mean, it wasn't really. I mean, again, there's no real injury news no, to come across. I think the union have got a full. They've got a full bit of help, which is always always great. Mm-hmm. But I think Jim yep. was, um, you know, just again, he was just trying to focus on the road ahead as opposed to looking back on the Toronto game. And I mean, uh, they're too right, Mike. Don't mm-hmm. <laughs> don't jinx it. That's uh, true. But yeah, I, I think he's just trying to look ahead. Trying to look ahead as opposed. Opposed to looking back and uh, you know, sort of focusing on something that's now gone. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, yeah I agree with you. I, I think that's a great point. You know, the Toronto game. I think a lot of people are, are upset about the Toronto match. I mean, one, you can't win them all, so it is what it is. You got your first yeah. loss out of the way. Uh, as you mentioned last week, we just had all this good fortune come our way. Eventually, it's going to come back around on you, and I think that's what happened. Yeah. You had a poorly, you had a bad red card. Or you know, non-red card, which I think everybody agrees should have been, as we've discussed. And then you had the goal that was brought back from Kai. I mean, imagine you go, you score that goal, and Kai, uh, you know, gets that towards the end of the half. And it's two to one, and you're feeling a lot better about this game now. Um, so, yeah, that's soccer. I mean, Going that's just unfortunate what happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I think again, just 
turned again. Just, it, it definitely changed the uh, momentum of things. I think again, I know we'll everyone sitting go. I mean, Jim also alluded to how both the goals were sort of poor defensively, not one step of foot in. But I mean, if you look at the quality of the goals, the quality of the finishes, they're both really good goals. I mean, yeah. the uh, first goal, the way that he managed to like curl and bend that ball in into the side netting on the opposite side of the goal was sort of giving Andre no chance. And the second goal was again another twisting uh, for Pozuelo you know, to twist in and out for a few players before you know hitting the target I mean, they're both good goals sometimes you just can't do much about just two quality two quality finishes of course leading up to the goals could the union have done better yes should um which i think was it um which i think scored the first Jimenez should Jimenez have had so much space inside the penalty area no probably not but again uh, you're not always gonna have things go in your favor and sometimes you've got to hold your hands up and say okay that's a good goal or but unfortunately, what started that whole movement by Jimenez was the fact that Jose Martinez coughed at the ball, which, again, was something that we talked yeah. about last week, how good he's been lately, not turning the ball over. And then next thing you know, it just seemed like everything that kind of happened last year crept back into the Toronto match a bit. Um, yeah. And, you know, it is what it is. It, it happens. Now, the problem is it puts more pressure on you this week to go into or go into Chester, bring Montreal in and basically take care of business. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the Toronto game was a bizarre one. I, I don't think we should think too much into it. It just kind of, it was unfortunate luck at, you know, throughout basically the entire match. And, you know, unfortunately this team has had a few gimmies like Jack Elliott's wide open shot to start the game that didn't go through, but yeah. Jack Elliott just got engaged. So maybe he's going to have this rejuvenated vibe going into this week. Who knows what's going to happen, <laughs> but uh, you come back to Chester and I feel like you, I think you, you feel much more confident. Um, but one thing yeah. you talked about, I talked about was the, the open cup from the press conference. So for those of you who haven't been following along all week, the Union, as Dave mentioned, are drawing with Orlando. They're going there May 10th at 7 p.m. But the big news in the Open Cup was the fact that the crew and the Chicago Fire both lost their matches to non-MLS teams. Specifically, Casper uh, Shabilko hit the crossbar on a PK. So it was one of those weeks where you just scratch your head that so many. Actually, I think Real Salt Lake lost too. If I think about that correctly, I, I think yeah, somebody watching. Let me correctly. go through. Let me go yeah. through the results quickly. They're, they're all up yeah, here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, as you search so, that, so I, li- I, I like the I like the uh, fact that this is happening, Dave. The reason why is because this this country needs more awareness with soccer. And, you know, to have these upsets and to have this excitement brings people to watch these more often. So I'm hoping that, yeah. you know, these these non-MLS teams can continue to be competitive because it, overall it's going to improve the game um, for the next few years after this. If they can continue to compete with Absolutely. the MLS clubs. Did so you have to find the uh, standings? Columbus, Chicago. I thought it was Real Salt Lake who lost as well, unless I read that incorrectly. Yeah, Salt Lake, Austin FC all got eliminated. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, at least if we lose on May 10th, it's to Orlando. So, at least you can say, okay, it's another MLS team. I can't imagine the Philadelphia Twitter if we lost to a non-MLS club. Um, It would be just absolute absolute mayhem across the board. But – Going to this coming week, Dave, with Montreal. So here's some research I did here, okay? So first off, we, I mean, if you guys remember last time we played them, they had the uh, the match that Carranza 
uh, got the red card. Mikael Ua made his debut, and they miraculously turned around a a deficit and an overturned goal to score two goals within you know a minute and a half. But I noticed that Montreal score allows a lot of goals. I think if I pull this up correctly, they have about yeah. they give about 16 goals per this uh, uh, this season. They've given about 16 goals, so they give up a ton of goals. But I, yeah. what I wanted to look up was the fact that the Union play two strikers up top, um, and I wanted to see how many times Montreal had faced teams that play two strikers up top, just to kind of compare to see like what their records have been. So like I said, I'm just yeah. confirming now. Yeah, goals against for Montreal was 16. So they've played a team with two strikers up top four times. It was Santos in the CCL. It was us, Philly, Cincinnati, and Vancouver. In each of those matches, a forward up top has scored a goal, whether it be yeah. the left or the right, doesn't really matter. So that gives me a lot of promise. It, it, it gives me some hope, the fact that if we have two strikers up top, more than likely one of them is going to score. And you've had Ua yeah. knocking on the door this past, you know, two and a half games. You, you hope that finally, with this particular formation, that he can break through and score it. Because you almost saw him score last time they played them. So, I don't know. I'm yeah. trying to be optimistic. I'm just trying to find something to speak into existence. And that that review and that stat made me feel a bit more comfortable. Because I need we need him to score. I mean, that's just simple no. as that. No, I agree. I mean, again, he just needs to get off the mark and... I mean, it's going to come again. He's creating the chances. He's getting in behind. He just needs to take his chance. He just needs. To, he just needs to take that one chance. Once he gets one in, the hope is obviously they'll start rolling in. But again, I mean, the unit have shown that they're not exactly sure of people that can create chances or have chance. Like, you know, take chances. Gazdag, Bedoya, mm-hmm. uh, obviously Carranza, Corey Burke, Sergio, uh, obviously Mikel as well. Doing I mean, there's yeah. plenty of players that can make great. Kai Wagner almost scored that great goal. Uh, which oh, I'll sadly got the snap. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, again, there's plenty of players. It's just out of whether it will come or not. Yeah, no, I agree, and I, I, I'm hoping that it does. Um, when you have when you have the May gauntlet ahead, so that's the whole point of the show, the May Madness. You know why we name this? Because for those of you who don't know, the the Union have just about I think six games in May. And as Dave alluded to earlier, the travel between LAFC and Orlando going back to the Red Bulls is just awful, especially with the LAFC game being at 11 p.m. It's not yeah. like an 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern game. It is 11 o'clock our time, 8 o'clock LAFC time. So it's a very late game. You're most likely not going to leave till the next day on, on, your, on your flight. So for me personally, I think – Tomorrow they go in there with the, the A squad. Everybody's in there, no rest. Now everybody's going full throttle. Yeah. I do wonder where Jim pulls the trigger with the substitutions. And I'm talking about Finley. I'm talking about Quinn Sullivan. Um, I would like to Not see maybe there. Burke start compared to the. I mean, what are your what are your thoughts when you see the schedule ahead of you? Where do you think the substitutions come to play? Orlando. Orlando. Yeah, I think okay. taking two MLS games seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I mean, they're, too, they're, gonna, they're gonna be two tough games, and you play your best team in there, and then you know you you, you say he starts Sergio and Burke, Quinn Sullivan, Matt Real, Olivier and Bizo, Stuart Finley, give Matt Freeze a run out in the game against Orlando because I can't because I imagine Orlando will be doing something similar because you know, that's how teams do sort of use the Open Cup is to make changes, and it's yeah. not as if Orlando uh, obviously they got the day they play the day 
before they probably or say the day before. They might as well, but I think they play a few, uh, almost 12 hours before the Union Union's game against RAFC. And of course, they're in Canada, so again, it's still quite quite a travel, you know, from the south uh, southeast yeah. of um, of America. But I mean, they've got the more rest time, and again, they're at home. And then they've got a quick turnaround of three days afterwards or four days afterwards having to play uh, in Toronto. So again, they're doing they'll be doing some similar sort of traveling. Obviously, if, yeah. unfortunately for the Union, it'll be afterwards where they have to go all the way back up to Canada, but. Again, I think the union would be smart to prioritise the MLS and, you know, use the Open Cup to rotate. Yeah, it's funny because for years past, the Open Cup has been such a staple for the union. They've obviously made three Open Cup finals. They've always tried to make that a point of emphasis because they were never at the level of MLS contender. This year, that's not the case. And for those who haven't seen the schedule yet, on May 1st, Sunday, is Nash. they're at Nashville. They're at LAFC on May 7th. They're at Orlando May 10th. You are hosting the Red Bulls on May 14th, hosting Miami on May 18th, which is a Wednesday game. You're going to Portland at 10 p.m., which is another late-ass late, late ass game, on the 22nd yeah. of May. And then you're ending in New England at uh, on May 28th on a Saturday. So over the course of May, you have seven games. Um, I agree with you. I, I think that... If you if you beat Montreal and you and you beat them three to one, for example, great, you had this momentum. Yeah. I don't think you go to Nashville with your B squad. I think you go no. to Nashville, try to make a point, and say like, "Hey, we're here to at least come out with a road point." Especially because you know we've had a pass of them already. The LAFC match. That's. I mean, that's. I think that that could be a game where it's the best of the East and the best of the West. And if that's the case. You don't want to send your B squad in there if you're going to make a, a statement because that's the thing. And I talked about this last week too. Is the union haven't really played anybody? Let's be honest; they really haven't played anybody of significance. So if you go to these next two matches and let's say you pull out a draw in Nashville and you win against Montreal, you have two consecutive games where you're feeling really good about yourself. Why not try to test yourself against LAFC? Because honestly, yeah. what if you ask every single fan right now? They all would rather have an MLS Cup over an Open Cup every single day of the week. And I think if you think nice. of this franchise, it, they're the, right now, this particular year, that is their mentality. You have MLS Cup, Supporter Shield, Open Cup. It has to be in that order. Yeah. Um, yeah, great. I mean, obviously, the fact that you didn't have already won a MLS Supporter Shield, perhaps yep. maybe may not make it as well desired as an Open Cup, especially with the history of the teams had in it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that might, for some fans, maybe that might make the Open Cup perhaps more lucrative but i think especially in this sort of thing especially where like the open cup sort of shoved in, in the middle of like busy periods of the season again i don't mind it i think that sometimes especially with the extreme traveling you do have to do in the usa and or in the north uh, north american region sometimes it does it, it has to it does take a back seat which is unfortunate but again i think this is a competition i could see the union using as a chance to get like um fringe players minutes until perhaps they get further into the tournament, you know, get to the quarterfinals, semifinals, then you will probably start seeing full strength teams in there and less let on like the fringe players getting appearances yeah. in the MLS. I think that might be the only scenario where we do see that. I mean again, I mean as you, as we were saying there like that busy schedule month. Jim loves to push his players to the limit. He doesn't just go, okay, look, you guys have played four games and twice, I'll give three or four of you a rest. I'll go, Ali Bedoy, you're almost what, 36, 37 years old. 
Nah, you'll be right. You can do another 90 minutes <laughs> after playing them. That's 270 minutes in a week. You can, you can do it again, Ali. Don't worry about that. Do you know I mean, Jim doesn't yeah. like squad rotation. He doesn't like to make substitutions to certain players. Nope. And it wouldn't shock me at all if Ali Bedoya is playing in the, uh, you know, he's actually playing in the Open Cup game if he somehow manages to make his way into that team. But yeah, I mean, it, again, he's all, he's always reluctant to change the team. And we've seen it throughout him during the, use, uh, the CCL, early periods of the CCL last year when it was, you know, clashing with the season a bit. Jim didn't make changes then. Jim, we'd have the game on the Monday. But on the week, we'd have the full-strength team. He'd play the exact same team on the in the midweek game and the exact same team after that. So I think Jim is always hesitant. He's always hesitant to make changes. He doesn't to make the changes even if they even if the team's struggling losing he still keeps with the strongest team doesn't like squad rotations so i'm interested to see his approach drawing this busy moment yeah i mean if, i'm trying to think right now so like if you look at the reserves i think you'll you'll definitely see um olivia Mimbizo at right back during the open cup game in my opinion which yeah. is i mean honestly overall fine if you if you're thinking about the backups and the reserves like who do you think plays these positions right I would see. I could see a formation of who's left back. Is Sorensen left back, or is Craig left back? Or Craig's a center back, right? I believe Sorensen's left. Yeah. Matt Real. Okay, yeah. Thank you. So let's say left back Matt Real. You have probably Stuart Finley. I I, I can foresee either Jack or Glessness in there. One of the two, and you're gonna have Olivier. Yeah. I can see Leon being pushed to the six, and having Jack McGlynn on the left. I can see something like that. Yeah. Sullivan on the right, Paxson at the 10, and then maybe Mikael and actually, no, probably Sergio and Burke up top, or um, yeah. Sergio and maybe Carranza. Um, the problem with Sergio is the fact that he was just recently injured, and also, you know, with his schedule, he can't play. So, for those who don't know, if you ever have a game, if you ever have a week when there's three games, he will most likely not play one of those because his, his, um, soft tissue injury history suggests that he can't make three games in one week. So it's very curious to see how much they push Sergio right now, because if you can get him health, if you can have him healthy by June 1st, that's a massive win off the bat. Yeah. Without question. No, I agree. I think, well, I think again, I mean, again, the likely scenario is he will probably start three games and it will be the Orlando game. So again, if you just give him bit part roles and substitute roles in the other two games, which is there were the two games beforehand, which is likely in the game afterwards. I mean, you'll probably end up seeing Sergio probably start one of those four games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, presuming there's no injuries to the other two strikers in that period. Again, I'm going off the top of my head for the sort of team I can imagine them playing in the, the Open Cup. It'll probably be uh, Matt Fries and Goal, yeah. Baizo, Finley, Elliot, Matt Real, Bueno. Oh, yeah, Bueno. I forgot about him. Yeah, that's right. Uh, probably uh, Jack McGlynn, Quinn Sullivan. Actually, no, Jack McGlynn. It will be Bueno, it will be Jack McGlynn. It will be Padoya, and it will be Paxton or Quinn Sullivan. And then it will be Sergio and Corey up front. I'll put See, money I forgot... on Bueno again. Yeah, I forgot about Bueno. You're right. So I think I think you're right. I think Bueno will be the sixth then. Is that what you're suggesting, right? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Now I think obviously Jim, for the Union too, hasn't he? That's true. He does play with the Union too. He scored a goal um, a couple of weeks ago. So if you think about the forward position as well, I think Jim kind of gave us a sneak peek into what he's going to do for the Open Cup. He mentioned a couple of weeks ago that Quinn Sullivan is a Swiss Army knife and that 
him yeah. being at the forward position, although out of position, is something that he feels very comfortable doing. I think that was his way of saying, come open cup time, <coughs> come, you know, tough schedule, Quinn Sullivan's going to make more of an appearance up top. So I can see a scenario yeah. where Quinn's alongside Sergio, and then you have Paxson behind them, you have McGlynn, Bueno, and on the right, maybe Bedoya and somebody else. Um, it depends. It depends on maybe they put McGlynn on the right and put Flock on the left and put Bueno on the six. There's a lot you can kind of play around with. And you also have um, – yeah. I think that's everybody. I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to this, or he changes the formation, which I don't think he will, but that's also a possibility. Yeah, wouldn't, too. wouldn't change the formation. I mean, I'd be no. very shocked to the if a Bedoy doesn't play. I mean, that the formation change. That'd be that'd be something. Let's, let's just put it that way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think again, obviously, looking at the game as well this weekend, it's Montreal. I think. I mean, again, it's a good way to sort of get yourself up off on a good foot. I mean, obviously, again, with three road games. In a row, you 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 may not come away with a result in either of those two league games. So again, yep. if you're or a win anyway, I mean, if you want to, it'd be great if you could just go get a win against Montreal. And again, that sets you up nicely still for the games ahead. I mean, obviously Orlando have played a game uh, more than Union, only two points behind. So that game in hand, even if the Union the Union could still end up in and around Orlando in that stretch. But again, it's gonna be um, it could be it's something good to get these two East uh, Western games. In the schedule, out of the way, early, early doors. You know, whilst all the teams are starting here, because Jim said teams don't really, you can't really judge teams six, seven games into the season. Maybe after ten or eleven. So that will perhaps that will be this. That'll be the period where we get to know what sort of team the union really are. Whether they are going to be true contenders. Whether they are, yeah. You know, whether they're a team that you think can be at the top or. You know, it's a settle for a third or fourth season in the in the in the Eastern Conference and have to grind their way into the, no, try and grind their way to the MLS Cup like they did last year. So I think, again, that'll be a nice little period, a good test of period where we might begin to know more about the identity of this team. Well, there's a few things you touched on. I mean, for one, I think a lot of Union fans were upset with this schedule. They were kind of like pissed off by it. For me personally, I yeah. agree with you. I think it's, I think it's great. I think you need to test this team. And if you're going to test them, test them in May when the points don't matter as much. You know, as much I say that lightly, I think every every game matters. But I think if you're going to drop points, do it in May, not August or September. So I do like that it's an early test for the team. I do yeah. I do want to say so we've played a handful of games. We have not scored more than two goals in any match this season, and I think sometimes the second goal, even that, has been very hard to come by. I really want to yeah. see tomorrow a three goal appearance. I want to see them put three goals away or more. I, I think that's that would be huge entering this May this May month to have that monkey off your bat saying, okay, we're not just going to get lucky off a keeper mistake. We're not just going to get lucky off a PK yeah. or something ridiculous. We're actually going to go out and score the goals we're supposed to score. So yeah. I'm excited to have that happen. I'm excited for that. But one game I'm worried we'll about is that. schedule. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. So I said, well, the last time you just score three in a game, or competitive game anyway, was the third of October. Against Columbus. It hasn't been done in some time. I know there's been a couple, there's been like a three month break mm-hmm. or a two and a half month break. But I mean, maybe nothing, a three month break. So, again, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see if they, when they finally do it. So, hopefully, hopefully, this could be the weekend where they, um, what's the word? Well, you know, they somewhat settle some 
settle some scores and you know, settle like yeah yeah really get into things. I mean again that they're due to score three goals, so maybe why not? Why not this weekend? I mean, yeah, you're facing a team who's given up 16 goals this year. Why not against yeah. them? They, they have been, <clears throat> yeah, they've been playing better, uh, as you mentioned, of late. But overall, I think, I mean, you're at home. You should be able to handle business. But then the one game that worries me, Dave, honestly, is the Miami match on Wednesday. Um, it's Wednesday, May 18th. And then we also play Portland on May 22nd. So you'll be coming off the high of the Red Bulls game. And then on Sunday, the following match, you're going to Portland. So there is a bit of a letdown spot against yeah. Miami. Because if you beat the Red Bulls, which you should at home, you go to my you have Miami coming to Chester, which they beat us in Chester last year. So I'm hoping they don't forget that. But there is a bit of, well, it's Miami. We should kick their fucking ass and then take care of Portland, but then you don't because you you, you lose because you're not prepared. So that is one yeah. game in particular that I'm actually very concerned with because you can go ahead and draw Nashville. You can go ahead and draw LAFC and beat Orlando and beat the Red Bulls. Congratulations. But if you drop points in Miami at home, yeah, it's, you know, the kind of, it doesn't it's negate. Game, you, it? Yeah. It, you don't negate what you just did, but you certainly put a bit of a, a damper on it in my, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Especially again, obviously, you play Miami, and then if you can get through that, uh, you know that Miami, Portland, and New England stretch, we say six points, four yep. to seven points. I think you'd probably take that. I mean, again, the Revs had a tough start, start to the season because of the CCL. <laughs> again, you're already now starting to see, you know, now they're out of it. Uh, you know, they start they're starting to pick up now. Obviously, they beat uh, they beat Charlotte at the weekend. So I mean, yeah, that they're now out of it, and now they. Perhaps it took them a bit of time to recover. I mean, again, they lost to Charlotte, they lost to the Red Bulls, and they lost into Miami. Ironically, two of the three teams, two of the three teams the Union will play before they face New England. So again, it'd be a good tester to see in that stretch before the long break into the summer whereabouts they are. Because I think again, if they can, um, you know, I think it's a weird thing to look at. But if you take the season in sort of in little installments and little stretches. So like, again, this Montreal, oh, the Montreal National and LAFC game, if they can get, get four points out of that, you'd probably take it. Again, the Open Cup, you'll just leave it its own. Then, you know, the full game, little stretch before the break against Red Bulls into Miami, Portland and uh, New England. If you could take seven points from that, you'd probably take it. Because again, yes. uh, Portland's no mugs. So if they won the MLS, they won the MLS uh, title last year. No, it was New England, they got no, to the MLS no. Cup final last year, sorry. Yep. Um, so again, again, it, it, everywhere they turn, they've got difficult and difficult games. So again, they're just going to have to take it in little stages and just try and accumulate as many points as possible if they want to stay where they are. And again, I mean, a, a support shield and run the playoffs wouldn't be terrible, would it? No, I mean, I, I think if you're the Eastern Conference teams, you're you're seeing the Union schedule and licking your chops. Like this is, if we're ever going to cover ground yeah. on the Union, who are still in first place, this is going to be the month that we do it. Because in June, they only have three games, but it's at home against NYFC, at home at Cincinnati, and at Chicago. Yeah, I think you could win three of those games, if not at least win two of the three. Um, so. You have a bright future with June, especially the first game in June is against Cincinnati. That is like your, you know, easy easy game of the month, personally. So yeah. if you are able to get a draw in Portland, you would have Miami, New England, Cincinnati in three of the four games around the Portland game. So 
That is a very easy stretch over, like easy with quotation marks. Like it's, you know, it's still the MLS. It's so hard to win games, but um, it makes me feel very promising. If you get, if you get to Miami on a good note, now the ball's in your court. You are now the better team for most of these games. You should go out there and handle business after that. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, as you said, again, that's sort of, they just need to go into that stretch again. They just, and again, as you said, they need to take it seriously. They can't underplay the opponents. You can't play these tough games against Nashville, LAFC, the Red Bulls, and go, I mean, yeah, we've played, we've gone through the stretch, suddenly into Miami, and then, you know, undermine them, under, underplay just how how dangerous of a team they are. I mean, albeit, I know we, they are, they are, they, they are notoriously crap for what they are they have been since they've come into the league because uh, again i think I, I don't know who said it was someone said they aren't not a franchise or a team they're more of like a they're more of a brand yeah and i mean again they've still got players like leo campana who's on loan from on loan from wolves is causing that right now um i think how many guys he's got he's got four goals in the MLS. i think he scored a hat trick against the revs he scored the winner against miami fc in the open cup nice uh, just, um, just um, earlier in the week. So again, it's gonna. It's a tough run. I don't think there's many games you look at and go, "That's an easy game in MLS," because yeah. it's one of the mo- more surprising leagues in the world where you have no clue what's going to happen on any given uh, match day. But again, I think if the union can keep taking things as they are, because again, they're not. They've they've picked up some good wins to start the year. I mean, San Jose. I know, obviously, they didn't play their best game against the union, mm-hmm. but again, San Jose. Uh, I mean, again, obviously the bottom of the table, but I think again last year they weren't the worst team, no. and you know the Union took it off to a good start. And Charlotte again, they've caused some problems for some decent teams in this league this year. Yeah. Uh, most notably, um, yeah, most notably the uh, the Revs, who absolutely pissed the Eastern Conference last year. So again, <laughs> and they've come into this league and they won. They won a couple of games. They beat Atlanta United. So again, it's any given day, any given day. I mean, San Jose with um. San Jose game was probably a game we looked at and said they should win. Even that New York City game, I think yeah. we perhaps thought that the team would struggle because, again, the Union haven't always had the best luck on the road, but they went there and they were clinical and they got the two goals. Yeah. And Sopin just killed the game for them, honestly, FC. So, any given days. I mean, again, last week, so I'm sure I'm rambling on here, but even last week, me and you oh, were yeah. sitting here thinking, John, we could see the Union winning here and getting a strong result. They. <laughs> Couldn't take their chances, and Toronto with them had produced a more quality in finishing. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a difficult, difficult stretch these this next two three weeks. Uh, the Open Cup game, I, could, I mean, again, the Open Cup game could prove to end up being sort of a nice sort of relief of pressure in terms of the stress of the other games. You know what I mean? Like, okay, we can we can rotate, we can just see how we go. We don't. Have, do you know what I mean? It could be a nice sort of change of pace for the unit. Yeah, I agree. And I think it'll give you an idea of what the backups can do, the reserves can do, and give them confidence as well. Because unfortunately, yeah. um, there'll be a time when one of those players are injured or needs some rest, and you need to see what they can do. So uh, someone like Finley, for me personally, all eyes are on Finley that match, which I'm sure he's going to play. So I'm, I, I'm all eyes are on him to see what he can do. Yeah, and just even players like Paxson, who really hasn't seen a lot of time. For as, as much praise and, and admiration as people give Paxson, he really hasn't played any significant minutes this year, minus maybe one game. No. He's been coming in late, very late into the matches. So to me, that's an opportunity for to me to see him and see what he can do and 
finally like display what he's able of doing, which we know he can do, which we saw last year when he played against yeah. New England. So uh, there's a lot to look forward to. The Union are at 16 points. They're two points ahead of Orlando, who are at 14. I even noticed that DC United's at six points so far in the season. Um, NYCFCs has seven, and as you mentioned, San Jose they have three points so far. I mean, that's just terrible. That's what I mean, man. It's, that's just, awful. You know, it's terrible. I mean, that's what I mean. Like yeah. Any given Sunday, it's unpredictable. The league is. I think again, DC United were a solid team last year. I mean, NYCFC again were a solid, very good team last year. So I mean, again, obviously, there's also sort of the early paces of the season, so you never know what's going to hit you. you never know what's going to come. So I think it's always difficult to sit here and make predictions because. You know, it's the hardest league in the world to win on the road. And having two very tough uh, road games in Nashville and AFC, then having to go to all that. But it's going to be about pace. The union have to pace themselves. But yeah. again, I think the experience of last year, of having to cram in the uh, CCL and travelling on a continental level, will certainly, well, perhaps that experience will might do them a big favour. It may carry with them and it could end up working a favour, not I just agree. in that sort of, weeks or 10 day stretch but throughout the season when they have to go to have a long long hours travel and then come back and on the quick like turnaround yeah i mean if anything the union showed last year that they can handle a grueling schedule as we saw in that first month and a half yeah um so i'm optimistic like i said i'm excited for it i want to test our team and i think if you come out of may on a good note Oh my gosh, you better watch out because this team could legitimately make a run for the MLS Cup. If you come out of May yeah, on a, on a you know, winning, you know, four of the three game of seven games and drawing a couple, oh my goodness, the, the city is gonna be electric. So I'm excited to see. Yeah. Hopefully they don't let us down. It's not the other way, other way around. That would be a, yeah. a disappointment. Um, but Dave, tomorrow the game is at three PM. I will be at the stadium to watch. Dave, are you gonna be traveling with uh Gills or are you gonna be watching the no, game? I'll I'll be watching the end, but I'll sort of have on a, a multi cast. Okay. I have the sixes on them on the screen. The, yes. You know, when you're, awesome. I mean, actually, just quickly, just quickly before we go, sorry about that. Yeah. Why, why are the MLS trying to compete with the NBA? <laughs> because the it, NBA doesn't make sense. The NBA doesn't make as much, it doesn't have as much viewers as you think, to be honest with you. Um, besides the Philadelphia I mean, area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, playoff time anyway. I mean, like the playoffs is obviously going to be more difficult to compete with. I mean, it doesn't, that's just me. Me, 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 me. I, I don't disagree with you, but uh, I, you know, listen, yeah. the NBA. Some of these NBA games have been have been great. Some of them have been eh, not not so phenomenal. So okay. yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's all scheduling stuff. But. Don't think many moments will top the. Uh, so I don't think many moments will top that uh, Embiid uh, three point with oh 0.9 seconds on game clock remaining. I don't think may not do that. I was I mean I was at work get... on the shop floor working, yeah. mm. and I remember like to, I end up watching like the last twenty seconds. I thought, fuck, they actually win this. Unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, for, for people who give Doc Rivers crap, and I'm one of them, I think we all both give Doc Rivers crap. He drew up the right play for yeah. the right time, and yeah. he outcoached Nurse in that very moment. Um, yeah. So tip my hat off when we're credits Absolutely. due there. Yeah. It's but, pretty just wrong all series so fast. I mean, long way it continues. Yeah. Three nothing. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't beat that. You right. go in there, you take care of business, and without Matisse uh, on the one game, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, they were the ones overturning a fifteen uh, deficit this time. So I mean, yep. who knows? So Dave, last question here: What is your prediction for tomorrow's match? Um, I think again, needed always strong at home. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's very rarely they lose. I don't want to set it up for 
again, any given Sunday. I'm going to put Not that in there before I put my prediction. But any given Sunday, you never know. But I think I can see a. I'll go three one. I'll go three one. They're going to score three goals. I was, I was going to say that too. Damn it! I was going to say three one, <laughs> three nothing, three nothing. I thought was being a bit generous. I I think they could do it. I think Montreal yeah. is going to score though. Unfortunately, maybe like a late yeah, yeah, goal of three nothing. Yeah, they have some firepower. I think it's going to be three one as well. I think you're going to get I, Dave. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. You're going to get two goals tomorrow from Mika Ua. You're going to get a brace <sighs> from a big, him. That's and a big shout. That's a big one. I'm doing it. I'm saying it. I feel it in my in my soul. I feel that he's going to score tomorrow. I'm going to agree with Steven, and I'm going to agree with everybody else. Yeah. I think he scores. I think he puts two away tomorrow, and I think that the third goal will be, be um, yeah, maybe Bedoya or Elliot. I think Elliot recently engaged, gets yeah. a header finally, you know. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think those are the two goal scores. What are you thinking tomorrow? No. Yeah. Um, For the goal I mean, scores. Yeah, we're going to keep bashing the air. Uh... We're going to keep bashing in the UR horse until he finally does score. I think that'll be a weekly prediction until he finally does find the back on that. But um, <laughs> I think yeah, I think if he's going to score, hopefully it'd be nice to score in front of the home crowd, you know, get a real celebration out of it. Um, I think he'll definitely score one. I could see. Mm-hmm. I think Gazdag might chip in with another goal. Uh, yeah. Just screw it. I mean, this man's due a goal. Uh, Jose Martinez is due a goal. There he is. 35. <laughs> 35, 40 yards power from nowhere, top quarter. There you go. So. Hey, listen, oh, yeah, it's bound to happen eventually. You know? <laughs> All right, Dave. Well, listen. As I, say, as I night... say, as... yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, as we say, uh, as I say about this one player for Jills who always scores every season, he hasn't scored this year. He's due a goal. Jose Martinez is due a goal. So, Jose Martinez, first goal scorer. You need to win 3 1. That's my prediction. Wow. First goal score. Oh goodness! I don't have to put a bet on that one. That sounds <laughs> that sounds pretty juicy. <laughs> All right, Dave. Like I said, tomorrow three o'clock p.m. You can follow us at Emberer one three two three. You can follow Dave Miller at G Dave GFC Miller on Twitter. AAT Sports Network. We'll have all the coverage. Probably join us around two fifteen two twenty when the lineups come out. Uh, match coverage as well as post game press conference. But until then, dupe t- tomorrow Montreal. Let's go. Mm. Go Union. Go Union.